Hello, dear friends. This is Reverend Bill Barnstormer, right here at the first Act of God Church of Science Fiction. Now, what about the oil spill, dear friends? Well, my text today is from the book of Deep Water, where it's been written, We will make this right. Now, that's something to have faith in and say thank you for that. You know, this spill has defied the best scientific minds in the hydrocarbon community. Men and women who have taken invention and discovery right to the brink of the future. And yes, the fluids flow on unstinted and unstaunched among the turtles and dolphins. Well, perhaps this is the eternal punishment promised for hubris and something golf balls and detergent can't cope with. Perhaps this is karma. And if it is, what can we do to help at this historical time, dear friends? Well, the solution is this simple. Join me now in creating the great prayer dome. Yes. And say thank you for that, a dome of pure prayer, arcing up over the stuff and sealing the broken pipe with prayer and faith alone. That's right. Let's demonstrate what so many of our best energy folks have so long believed, that faith will dispose of the problem. And under our dome, no ice will form because we will have the antifreeze of faith. Yes, and say thank you again for that. And when we've sealed the leak with our great and powerful dome, let us return once again to our idling vehicles and say thank you that the pumps are working as always for the faithful. And please, folks, don't worry or be confused about the coming hurricane season in the Gulf. Faith will keep those evil winds offshore. Or, if not, when the streetcars stop in new tarlines and flaming pellets of petrol seek out the hopeless Cajuns, well, laissez les bon temps rouler, because the apocalypse we've all been waiting on will finally have come at last. This is Reverend Bill. Until next end time, keep the faith and download my free app, An Idiot's Guide to the End of the World. Living and dying in total isolation 
river runs in every kind of weather Ramble on, ramble right Make a future out of fighting for the living Ramble on, ramble right Make a future with passion and thanksgiving Ramble on, ramble right Ramble all you travelers Ramble on We've got friends and squatters in the buildings We've got friends trying to find their own way Walk the line between what is given what has been taken away We've got friends, voices in the wilderness We've got friends who've passed over Hard days, you wonder what's the use of it Better days puts the strength in your children Ramble on, ramble right Make a future out of fighting for the living The Illinois River Skipping stones Watching the fall come On the river edge She's frailing on her banjo Hills are lost in the rain And the bright sun I've rarely had Such a simpleton moment Living for the days That come around She plays liberty To the river Water singing with the banjo sound Ramble on, ramble right Make a future out of fighting for the living Ramble on, ramble right Make a future with passion and thanksgiving Ramble on, ramble right Ramble all you travelers If you've been wondering what brought the GOP, or as I like to call them, the NOP, because all they know how to say is no, 
how they've come to their present state. I'm going to read to you from an article by Joseph Weisberg in Slate, which I think pretty well lays it out. Okay, says Jacob. One way to understand the divisions in the Republican Party is as a clash of regional philosophies. Northeastern conservatism is moderate, accepts the modern welfare state, and dislikes mixing religion and politics. Of course, except for the wacko teabaggers who have taken the Republican Party over in Maine. Then there's Western conservatism. It's hawkish, hates government, and embraces individual freedom. Southern conservatism is populist, draws on evangelical Christianity, and plays upon racial resentments. The big drama of the GOP over the past several decades has been the northeastern view giving way to the southern one, and too bad for that. To see this transformation in a single family witness the shift from George H.W. Bush to George W. Bush. It's true. Uh, Papa Bush went to Yale, lived in Maine, did not uh, dislike the, you know, the general welfare state. He was perfectly okay with it. He, But his son is kind of a combination of both the western hawk and the, you know, the southern... Um, of Ayatollah. So, yeah, since the second Bush left the White House, something different appears to be happening in Republican land. It's basically a shift away from the Southern-style conservatism to a more Western variety. We see this in the figures who have dominated the GOP since Barack Obama's election 19 months ago. They are Dick Cheney, Sarah Palin, Glenn Beck, and Rand Paul. My, what a gang of four. You see it in the right's overreaching theme, opposition to any expanded role for government, whether in promoting economic recovery, extending health care coverage, or regulating financial markets. You see it most strongly in the Tea Party movement that in recent months has captured the party's imagination and driven its agenda. That's because the party has no imagination, has no agenda, so you get a bunch of wingnuts together, you know, dressed like our founding fathers. I don't know where they found those costumes. And suddenly, they are the entertainment spirit of the GOP. On many issues, such as guns, taxes, and immigration, Southern and Western conservatives come out in the same place. They get there, however, by different means. The fundamental distinction is between a politics based on social and cultural issues, which is basically the South, and uh, one based on economics. Now, Southern conservatives care about government's moral stance, but don't mind when it spends freely on behalf of their constituents. Western conservatives, by contrast, are soft libertarians who want government out of people's way on principle. Southern Republicans are guided by the Bible. Western Republicans read the Constitution. Of course, they read it in their own peculiar way. Seen in historical terms, it's the difference between a movement descended from George Wallace and one that harks back to Barry Goldwater. Well, there is one difference here. George Wallace was not a Southern evangelist. He was not an Ayatollah. He was a racist, a racist who changed his mind. It's true. Barry Goldwater is the original Western hawk. The GOP's, oh, by the way, not only Western hawk, but my cousin. The GOP's Western tone of recent months summons the ghosts of Goldwater's disastrous but transformational presidential campaign of 1964. Goldwater didn't care about religion. He was a Jewish Episcopalian who once said that Jerry Falwell deserved a kick in the ass. No, excuse me, a kick in the nuts. Well, let's give him both. He wasn't focused on racial politics. There uh, aren't uh, many black people in Arizona. Goldwater boasted a Navajo tattoo, I wonder where, and like flying planes, shooting guns, and playing the tables in Las Vegas. Western conservatism succeeded on a national scale when Ronald Reagan preserved the cowboy look. He was brain dead, but he looked like a cowboy. 
The Palin-Beck opposition to universal health insurance is based on their intrinsic dislike of activist government. Of course, Sarah doesn't know what the word activist means. Rather than on a Southern strategy argument that federal benefits will help poor blacks and not working class whites. My, my, my. This shift is partly the result of the political limitations of Southern conservatism and partly a response to Barack Obama's style of liberalism. A GOP dominated by Jerry Falwell, Pat Robertson, and Ralph Reed was increasingly not to potential supporters who happen to be secular, like Jewish, Mormon, gay, or who actually accepted evolution. The new Western conservatism is not simply a reincarnation of the old Goldwater version. Lacking anti-communism as an organizing principle, it has been forced to invent a collectivist demon, depicting Obama's centrist liberalism as socialism with an American face. How they ever see that man as a socialist, as a Maoist, as, of course, others call him Hitler, so they can't make up their mind. I don't know where this comes from. I think it just comes from bad food, not enough sleep, and too many bennies. Where the old Western conservatives had serious thinkers lurking in the background, the new wave is authentically anti-intellectual. If Sarah Palin is authentically anything, she is authentically anti-intellectual. And she probably doesn't know what that means. At the same time, Western conservatism has become uh, more inclusive. But cowboy-style constitutional fundamentalism is unlikely to prove a winning philosophy for Republicans beyond 2010, and I predict it won't do any good for them in 2010. For that, for a a winning philosophy, they need a conservatism that hasn't been in evidence lately, a version that's not Western or Southern, but instead tolerant, moderate, and mainstream. The problem is they've driven all of the tolerant, moderate, and mainstream Republicans out of the party. Either they forced them to become independents, some of them have become Democrats, some of them have given up, given up politics altogether. The GOP doesn't understand that racism... Uh, intolerance on all levels, fundamentalism, uh, uh, extra tight reading of the Constitution as if what happened back in the late 18th century socially applies to us lock, stock, and barrel. If they think they're going to win, then they're going to be out of office for maybe a 100 years.